This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, April 22nd, 2012. Gone fishing. <laughs> That's a great song, and everybody knows that song, even if you didn't. Even if you didn't have that when you were a kid like I did, that show. Yeah. Gone fishing. That's our focus this morning. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for this day, for drawing us here this morning. It's no accident that any one of us are here today, and it's by your grace and your grace alone that makes that happen. Now, Almighty God, open up our hearts so that we may be changed and transformed by your love. We pray all this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Fishing. Um, I got to admit, I've, I've never been much for fishing. Poor Turner, he always wanted to fish. I think we went one time in our neighborhood. There was a river close by. I think we went once, maybe twice. I don't know. Although when I was a kid, yeah, I know, it's, he's going to deal with that in therapy probably for his <laughs> lifetime. But, you know, it's all right. Um, uh, but I, actually, as a kid, I did one place I loved to fish was Uncle Bob's house because Uncle Bob's backyard went right down to a little beach onto the Chop Tank River. Everybody heard of the Chop Tank down in Maryland there? What a great place. You go out in this boat, you drop your line before the sinker even hit bottom. You have two perch, double hook. Now that's fishing when you don't even have to wait, you know? Now, the trouble is, uh, I think I got spoiled. Um, I have a, a guy, a friend who uh, used to own the Ocean Pro down there, John Gallagher. He told me one time, now, Alan, usually it's not like that, but usually there's a lot of waiting. That's why they call it fishing, not catching, right? <laughs> My challenge is I like catching <laughs> much more than I like fishing. I have some pretty um, good memories of fishing. Now, I didn't do it a lot, but I'm the oldest of five. It's me and my sister, Laura, then my brother, Skip, Jeff, and Dave. And Skip loved to fish. He still does. And so we grew up in Newark in a neighborhood called Nottingham Green. And then there was a creek not too far away where we could walk to. And there was this um, tree trunk that went across the creek. And we'd sit on the tree trunk. Mom, I don't know if you ever made it down there to see that tree trunk. Yeah. Did you spy on us while we were down there? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we'd sit on the tree trunk and he would just fish. And, you know, we'd like sing, you know, sitting on the dock of the bay, although we were on a trunk. And it was so much fun. And um, I think it was a whole lot more about sitting and talking than fishing. See, there you go. You like fishing? I like catching. Anyway. Just out of curiosity, getting ready for this morning's message, I went on Google, I did an image search, you know, an image search, and I, and I used all the variations, going fishing, going fishing, going apostrophe, fishing apostrophe, you know, all the, and, and the one that had the most hits was going apostrophe, fishing, 184 million results, 184 million yeah. That's a lot of fishing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of going fishing, isn't it? I, so it must be pretty important. And, and I, think, I think that's because going fishing has a whole lot more to do with things other than just catching fish. Okay, so think about it. We go into a store and we find the sign, gone fishing. 
and we, we get it and, and we hang it up and, and it means something a little bit more than that. It means that maybe if I went up to somebody's door and that sign is hanging out, that they're gone. They're out. They have gone fishing, so to speak. They've taken the day off, maybe a couple hours. Don't know. Now, I think I remember my dad saying that he really liked to fish in the rain. Is that, is rainy, fishing in the rain a good thing? If you it's like wet, to get wet. That's right, that's right. But anyway, whether it's sunny or raining, when we see a sign that has gone fishing, it means that people have checked out. Sometimes that sign, when we have it at hanging, implies need for free time, need for getaway time. It means um, when things get crazy. Are things crazy in your life right now? Oh, yeah. Everybody I've talked to, it's like, things are crazy right now. Things are crazy. That sign, gone fishing, means we're going to take a break. We're, we're checking out for a few hours, and that sign kind of symbolizes that. Yeah. You know, the Bible has quite a few fish stories in it, actually. Um, the one probably most well-known is the story of Jonah, right? Jonah and the giant fish. Oftentimes, we say Jonah and the giant whale, but I think the scriptures have fish. But anyway, that's a, that's a monster fish story. <laughs> but there are other fish stories. And another one, a really cool fish story, we find um, in uh, the 21st chapter of John. It takes place not long after Easter morning. Um, 21st chapter, the book written by John. It, it takes place after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It takes place after he has visited the disciples two times in that locked room that we talked about last week. Now, several of the disciples, including Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, and John, and two others that weren't named, they were together and near the Sea of Tiberias. Here's what happens. They say in this scripture, it's uh, John 21, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. You know, this has been a pretty crazy time for the disciples, at least it seems to be. The guy that they've been following three years, they've been working in ministry with this guy Jesus for three years. They've seen him put to death on the cross. And and, and just when they thought it was all over, they've kind of checked out. Now he comes to them two, two times in that day and then the next week in that upper room, uh, in the flesh. Kind of crazy, don't you think? A little crazy time. And, and I would think, and it shows by their actions, that they're scared to death. They're wondering if their fate will be the same as Jesus's. Overall, I think they're probably confused. They're um, uh, frightened. And um, probably more than anything, they're kind of overwhelmed. And um, that's a pretty good formula for kind of taking a little time away. Good formula for going fishing. Gone fishing. Now, on one hand, it's exactly as it says. A time to go out and try to catch fish. But it also serves as a metaphor of something much deeper. Going fishing represents, it can represent, that place where we find comfort that place where we find safety, where we 
find ourselves. Going fishing means in this metaphor a chance to get away, to go figure things out, to make sense of things, to just, to just chill. To go fishing means to go find a place of comfort. And that's exactly what it did for these disciples, especially for Peter and James and John. They're going back to what they had left three years ago to follow Jesus. You know, they were fishermen, professional fishermen, so they're going back to what they know, what makes sense. Um, You ever notice how we often do that as well? How we go back to something comfortable when things get kind of crazy. We want to get to something that we know when things seem confused. You've heard the expression, the good old days, haven't you? I find that kind of interesting because if you really look back, I'm not sure the good old days were any gooder than today. <laughs> you know, you think from of, an English teacher. Yeah, absolutely. You think of some of the conveniences, yeah, and then go back to the real good old days. I'm not sure we really want the good old days. But, you know, in that hazy nostalgia, of, you know, that was a time maybe a little more comfortable, a little less crazy. And we think, oh, to go back to that to that place of comfort and escape the craziness that we're in. And I think that's what the disciples were attempting to do, to escape this craziness and go back to something familiar, something comfortable, something that they were kind of sh- more sure of, going fishing. Do you have one of those places, those escape places? You know, for me, it's, it's sitting on the beach. I, I love that. It's just that chill place for me. Maybe it's not a place, but maybe it's an activity that that you might have. It could be an activity of, you know, doing something with your hands, some carpentry or some gardening, or maybe it's cooking or sewing or reading. We all have that. Or maybe fishing. (laughs) It could be fishing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, a funny thing happened (laughs) to the disciples while they're out fishing. Here's the end of the verse that we quoted earlier. We'll quote the whole thing, and there's a little tag on at the end. It's kind of interesting. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, well, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. Say the rest with me. And but that, that night, night, they, they caught, caught nothing. nothing. Say it one more time. But that night, they caught nothing. Nothing! Zero! So these guys <laughs> weren't like fishing wasn't a hobby. They were professional fishermen. They had, like, left their business, left their livelihood to walk with Jesus. And they knew how to fish. This was second nature to them. It's who they were. And yet, they went back. Okay, hear that. They went back. And what happened? They caught nothing. They caught nothing. Now... We kind of have a theory on this. And our theory is they're with Jesus. They're confused. Jesus is gone, they think. They go back. And they caught nothing. They went back to a place in their life where Jesus wasn't part of the equation. Mm. So when Jesus wasn't with them, they came up empty. They came up empty. Isn't that true for you and me also? Microphones messed up. Isn't that true for us as well? Now I don't how, how, care how good we are at something, how talented, how knowledgeable, how practiced, how, how prepared. 
if Jesus isn't with us, we're going to come up empty. We're going to come up empty. Even when we're, we've gone fishing and you know, kind of separate us out, just like the disciples, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. Here's what happened next. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. (laughs) I just think if these guys are out there, they've been all night. They've got to be frustrated to beat all get out. And this guy on the shore who they don't know is Jesus going, say, hey, catch anything? What would you want to say? Hmm. No, nothing. No. And then he tells you to throw the net on the other side. You know what you want to say, especially Peter. But the miraculous thing is they listen and they do what Jesus says. And voila. And catches Voila. W-H-A dash L-A. Voila. With the exclamation point. Voila. Um, voila. He, uh, the, uh, the catch is so incredibly plentiful, they, they can hardly pull the net up. That wow. sounds like something I'd say. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Voila. Okay. Voila. So, oh, it's not scriptural. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we want to be clear about something. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with putting up a gone fishing sign. In fact, we need to do that. We need to get away and spend time centering. We need to spend time getting our head on straight. You know, we need time away. But when we put the gone fishing sign up, that doesn't mean walking away from Jesus. That doesn't mean leaving our faith, our community behind. You know, once Jesus is part of our life, when we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we get crazy and we head for a place of comfort, that doesn't mean putting Jesus on the shelf and walking (laughs) away. That means claiming Christ wherever we are and taking Jesus with us. Because if we don't, I mean, Christ is already there. But when we just sort of do the arm's length thing and we walk away, we're going to come up empty. Every time we will come up empty. And when he's there, our nets will be full. Our nets will be full. And, you know, it's so easy. We've known some people here at church over the years who have gone fishing. <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting because it's basically, depending on the situation, it can be opposite, almost opposite reason. On the one hand, we've known people who, when things get really, really crazy, they like check out. Check out. And, and, and they get away from church. And, you know, I know, I, I don't have to have church to be a believer. I get it. It works on paper. Um, but there's a reason in Scripture why Jesus called us. You know, the church isn't the building, it's the community. He called us to be in a community of faith because it's real challenging to be a lone ranger 
and be faithful. So, yeah, I don't need Jesus, a church to be, yeah, okay, whatever, but really we do. But anyway, we're not sure why people check out. Maybe, maybe they're having trouble seeing Jesus in the midst of the craziness. Maybe they're feeling really far from God. I don't know. Maybe it was because they, they didn't feel they had the time because things are just so busy and crazy. Maybe they're feeling kind of lost, and maybe they don't see Jesus in their midst, and, and so they step out. The trouble is, when we step out, we don't take Jesus' line. I know he's there, but so to speak, take him along with us. We're going to come up empty every time. We're going to come up empty. On the other hand, um, we've encountered people who, um, when things get crazy, you know, that's when they show up. Things are crazy. Okay, that's great. This is the place to come. This Price is the place. Yeah. To, to get peace, to get prayer, to experience Christ. And then things are crazy, and then things kind of settle down and go right back. And then they're gone again. And it's like checking in when it's crazy, when life's out of control, checking out because I don't need Jesus. Everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> cool. And so in that case, the church is a crisis center in a crisis center alone, rather than a community of faith where we journey together and we walk together through the good and the bad, the crazy and the calm. It is true that the church is a crisis center. But the point that we're trying to make is that checking in and out isn't what Christ calls us to do, but to stay in the game. You know, separated from church, we're separated from community. I know we're not separated from Jesus wherever we go, but the community of faith, we all represent Jesus, where Jesus was skin on to one another. And so, checking in, checking out, when they come up empty, check back in. See, the thing is, either case, crisis come, crisis go, whatever, um, See, it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? And see, relationships don't, they don't work in that check-in, check-out basis. You know, relationships aren't based, they can't be based on emotion. Otherwise, I, you know, I know this is hard to believe, but every day together isn't nirvana here. <laughs> I, I know you find that hard to believe um, in both directions, I know, but... You know, 30, 30, what, 34 30, years, 34 34 years. years. Uh, there's probably been three or four non-Nirvana days, in, you know, and, 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 and if, if on those non-Nirvana days we based, you know, we said, well, I can't handle this because this is a low emotion day, it doesn't work, does it? See, we, we made a decision 34 years ago that it wasn't going to be based on emotion day in, day out. It was on that decision. And, and it's on the tough days. I'll tell you a little side story. It used to be like just before her birthday, something would always cause me to be upset with her. So I'd go shopping for a birthday present, and it's like, hmm. or a card. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably had a whole lot more to do with me than with her while I was in that position. He didn't, he didn't talk about this last service, so I have no idea what he's going to say right now. See, you spurred it on, so I took it this time. This is fun. But see, what I learned over the years is 
I can't base my decision on what card based on my emotion at that particular moment because usually by the day time birthday came, oh, I was at the other end of the spectrum. You see what I mean? It wasn't based on whether that particular day I'm feeling good or bad, but it's because I know our relationship is solid and that I love her. Amen? So my birthday is June 29th. It's soon, Alan. Let's see. Today's a good day. I think I'll go get the card today. Yeah. See, the thing is about relationships, they're not really relationships if we can turn them on and off, are they? They're for the long haul. That's what relationship is about. And, and now we can't do it as the need arises. It, it just, and that's how it is with this relationship with Jesus. Oh, we walk out because everything's cool, or we walk out because everything's crazy, and we walk back in. That's not really a relationship. That's, that's kind of a used job, actually. Um, it's not predicated on our emotion or our spiritual need for the moment. See, it's based on recognizing that no matter what our circumstance, we need Jesus, the Savior, to be part of our life, even when we aren't feeling it, and especially when we're not feeling it. Yeah. We have a friend um, here at church, and let's say he's gone, he went through a dry period. Because he did. And he really, it was a long dry period. And it was not weeks and months, but even longer than that. And um, in Bible language, we call it going through the wilderness. And, and um, when that happens, and it extends for a long period of time, a lot of people say, well, uh, I'm, I'm checking out. Well, our friend uh, kept doing what he knew to do, which was keep showing up, keep serving, keep doing devotions, keep meeting with the small group, participating, putting one foot in front of the other day in and day out because his commitment to Christ wasn't based on, you know, that dry spell, but actually it was. He knew that Christ would carry him through until eventually he sensed the fire and the passion again. When he went fishing, it wasn't like checking out, but he, was, he claimed Jesus and took Jesus along every single step. <laughs> so here's the rest of the story for this morning. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, <laughs> that's the guy who wrote this book. <laughs> See, in the book of John, if he refers to John, it's always going to be John the Baptist. He never refers to himself as John. He calls himself <laughs> the disciple whom Jesus loved. Don't you love that? <laughs> the disciple who Jesus loved <laughs> said to Peter, it's the Lord, as he's looking on the beach there. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, you got to love Simon Peter, it's the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment on him. He'd taken it off because they do that when they were fishing. And he jumped in the water. He's a crazy guy, you know. And the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. And when they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Isn't that a great scene? Jesus got the barbecue all fired up, ready for the boys. And he got some bread, and Jesus said to him, Come on, bring some of the fish you just caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged, dragged, dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. 
And Jesus said to them, come and have some breakfast. (laughs) None of the disciples dared ask, who are you? (laughs) They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, gave it to them, did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So there's a lot of speculation, a lot of theories about like 153 fish. What does that really mean? We want to keep it really simple. (laughs) What it means is that there were 153 fish. No, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty simple. (laughs) What it really means is that everybody counts. Every fish counts. Every single one of you in this place counts. God cares for every single one of you. Enough to say Uh, it was full of large fish. There was a lot, or there was over a hundred, 153. Not one of you is lost to Christ. You might feel lost, but you are not lost to Jesus Christ. He knows right where you are and wants you so much in that relationship. Everybody counts. Jesus cares. Mm. You know, we really like about the end of this story is, um, is how Jesus invites the disciples to breakfast. I just, I just, that's such a great picture there of, of him on the beach getting things squared away. He, you know, he breaks bread with them. You know, even though he died and is resurrected, the relationship continues. Amen? Amen. And, and not only he's out there to help them catch fish, but he's there to be with them for some food and some fellowship as well. You see, that's just like with us. Jesus desires not just to help us catch the fish, but to be a part of our lives and to be in relationship with you and me. Yeah. So the next time you need to go fishing, (laughs) remember that Christ goes with you to not check out, but to say, okay, I'm going fishing. Things are crazy but I'm going to try to stay connected to the body of Christ. I'm going to stay connected to you, Lord, because you're the one that breathed life into me. So I'm not going to stray because guess what happens when we walk? Jesus is like right here, always, you know, looking for us, fishing for us because we're the greatest catch that Christ could ever have. He wants you, desires you, loves you. And wants to be a part of your life. We hope that today you'll make that decision. That you'll commit. If you haven't already. Or recommit if you already have. To being a follower of Jesus Christ. Because if we aren't. If we check out. We're always going to come up empty. Every time. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God. You know, life is crazy. Life is crazy. Crisis happens. We get confused. We think, well, are you really there? Do you really hear? Do you really care? And there's nothing in your word of God, Lord. There's nothing in scripture that tells us that you check out on us. You never check out on us. So, Lord, help us just embrace you through the good times and the bad, the joys, the triumphs, the challenges, the dry spells. For you are everlasting, Lord. You are the one true God, everlasting. Help us love you from the inside out. We pray this 
in your holy and precious name. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.